everyone. <laughs> Hello, Eeyore. How are you doing today? Doing the best I can. Well, that's good, Eeyore. Like, the best that you can is, like, the best that we all can do. That's all anyone can ask. That's all I could really do, I guess. And that's fine. Aren't you happy with that? Aren't you happy with what you can do? I'm always happy. Are, are you sure? You don't sound happy. This is just what I sound like. Well, I think that's great because you have a very nice sounding voice. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> I couldn't see anything under there. <laughs> Isn't Eeyore gray, though? Why is it blue? It, he comes in different colors. Okay. Like, this one is gray. But I have a bunch that are like bluish, purplish, um, like... I guess he was kind of blue in the movie, huh? Uh, no, he was pretty gray in the movie. He was gray? Okay. Yeah. Like, his, his original color is gray, but then Disney, like, spiced them up and made him, like, more colorful, I guess. And then now he comes in, like, gold and white and snowy colors and stuff yeah i guess people they thought he was uh too too much of a downer when he was gr when he was gray saying the things that he was saying <laughs> i think it's just more <laughs> for the kids funny. the kids like colors so <laughs> uh he's blue because he's sad you're saying i'm sad no i'm saying you hunt sad devils that's right. You're the sad devil hunter. <laughs> By that we mean you're the hunter of sad devils, as opposed to you being a sad hunter that is a devil hunter. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, where is this going? I was from the chat. Are you not reading our chat? No, I am, but I don't. I don't get it. Because his name is Blue Devil Hunter. And we said that blue, oh. that Eeyore's blue because he's sad. Okay, I get it now. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is what I have to work with people every day. <laughs> At least I'm not a jerk. Okay, that's not true. <laughs> well, I mean, you're the co-host that everyone wants replaced, so I, I, I don't know I what know, to tell right? you. <laughs> oh, man. Well... I wonder, wait, let me see if I can do this real quick. I don't think I, uh, am I a mod for this channel? Aren't nope, you? I don't have permission to create stream markers for this channel. Cheryl, make me, wait, I am a mod. Why can't I make stream markers? All right, I'm about to fix, figure that out later. Somebody else make a marker or make a, um, a clip for me real quick so I can go back and clip that later. Okay. <laughs> I appreciate that. Dude, we're like... 16 minutes in. I don't think it'll be hard yeah. to find that. Okay, well, that's fair enough. But you know what? You never know. I just don't like having to search through a three-hour a three hour clip to try to remember when a thing happened. Okay, well, let's not take three hours. Okay, fair enough. Hey, Blue, thank you. <laughs> you, you do bring me good bring, bring me good news and gifts. I, 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 I'm hopeful for that to continue. Um, yeah. So... 
I'm excited. I'm, I was telling Cheryl, I'm excited to talk about these movies today. Like, even though I, I, we now know that we don't agree on Army of the Dead, um, I think that movie's just gonna be fun to talk about. Like, I had, like, this weekend's movies, like, filled me with such joy to to watch, and I have a lot of little little fun things that I want to bring up and discuss about these movies. I hope so, you can change I, my I'm, mind. You said what? I hope you can change my mind because <laughs> I was like, this is such a bad movie. Oh, no. We'll, we'll see. We'll get ready. I'm sure there's definitely a lot of things that I can understand that people don't like, but it is far, at least for me, it's far from a bad movie. This is going to be another Avengers argument. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, man. So, yeah, either way. So we're gonna we're gonna get to, into that shortly, um, but yeah, I hope everybody's having a good had a good weekend. It's Monday, start of the week, so you know we're here doing these streams and uh, looking forward to having a good time. But hopefully, all you guys are doing well on the start of this this work week and you aren't stressing out too much. Yeah, and thanks for being here. Hope you can wind down with us and listen to as a bigger about movies and I'll, I'll try to I'll try to put in a couple of um, insults or something that you know give Chris a hard time and make it more interesting oh my gosh <laughs> just be yourself well actually no that's what you do normally don't yeah. be yourself <laughs> all I have to just, do just is be just yourself. be me <laughs> <laughs> as much joy as a hentai protagonist bloom this is an example of where you didn't have to go all the way to 100. You could have started at like 40. You could have said as much joy as a um, harem protagonist, which still gets your point across without being so so at the other end of the spectrum. It's not that kind of show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally wearing pajamas too. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, so, but yes, I am. I'm glad you guys are here. Thank you, Zane, for tuning in as well. Um, hopefully, dinner's good. Please remember to put the lid back over the rice when you're done, because um, <laughs> I will be out there much later. So yes, and if you could put, make sure you put the salmon back in the oven as well once you're done. So because I'm not gonna be eating until after this is over, which will be like right. probably this an hour and a half. Private life. <laughs> I'm sorry. I gotta make sure that I get the I get the message out there. Leave me alone. I'm not the Valley Girl, like you know the person that I am co-hosting with. Like she says this all the time. Like this is like the only thing she knows how to like use as her filler in her like conversational um, ability, so that she can like verbalize the things that she's like trying to get across to like everybody in like you know the world. Um, like, this is how I talk, and, like, I'm from California, so, like, I don't know what you're talking about, Georgia. <laughs> you haven't called me Georgia in you a while. You should, like, be used to it. Like, this is how everyone talks here in California. <laughs> oh, man. It's, like, <laughs> not even filler words. It's It's just, like, how we talk. Uh-huh. This is, like, I the see. language of, like, California. 
Well, then if it is the language of California, then you speak the language of your people well. <laughs> oh, like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Chris, you're like totally wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and like, yeah, <laughs> like what Blue said, Blue's like totally oh, right God. about everything. <laughs> And while we're talking about likes, be sure to like <laughs> our content here and on YouTube. Is that a segue? That was good, right? That's how we do it. That was, that was really bad, but I like it. <laughs> um, by the way, I think I saw someone say four hours, which means everyone's got to take a shot. Everyone's got to take a shot. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta add some secret commands. I, all right, I gotta remember to do that. I didn't do that this week, but I gotta add some secret commands. And anytime four hours gets typed in chat, it's gonna be take a shot. <laughs> oh gosh. So segue was like so forced. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are like talking about. You know, <laughs> like it wasn't forced at like all. Man, I, like, I can't even do that for too I, like, long. I feel so targeted right now. This is like not <laughs> funny anymore. <laughs> Why would a segue make you want Subway Blue as opposed to a segue making you want to ride a Segway? Do they have a sandwich at Subway's called the Segway? Or are you talking about the fact that merely there's a like four out of the six letters in a Segway and Subway like match? I mean, they rhyme. <laughs> Yes, if you can rhyme a word with the same word, like, you know, way and way. So, you know, yeah, I guess Cheryl and Cheryl rhymes. Well, yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, <laughs> should we get started on our first show? Yes, we should. Let's go ahead and get ready. We're going to be talking about Christopher Robin first, and then we're going to be moving into the Army, land, of, uh, the Army of the Dead. I almost said Land of the Dead. Is that a movie? Land of the Dead? Yeah, I mean, there's basically, uh, I feel like there's a movie for everything of the dead. Um, Day of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Land of the Dead, Night of the Living Dead, um, Army of the Dead. Yeah, these are all movies. I was going to say, if, if we... Um, if it's not done yet, it could be one of our movies, like War of the Stars. <laughs> Where we make one Land of the Dead? No, we should make one that's like Ocean of the Dead. Or Ocean of the Eleven? Or Eleven of the Oceans. <laughs> Eleven of the Ocean? Oh. <laughs> took me a second. Oh, man. Yes, I I thought there was only one Christopher Robin movie, but yes, the one with Ewan McGregor. Yeah, there, well, one is Christopher Robin, and the other one is like Goodbye Christopher Robin. I think that's what it's called. Oh. I watched that okay. one, thinking that it was going to be the Ewan McGregor one, like a long time ago, not this weekend, but I had mixed them up, and I was disappointed because Eeyore was not in that movie. <laughs> Oh, that's sad. Was it like a more, was it about the writer? 
of Winnie the Pooh? Is yeah, it was the about the actual about? people, like the real life people. Okay. Yeah. But was you know good? what other movie you were in? What? Uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet. <laughs> <sighs> yes, I forgot he was in that movie. He has a line. Yes, <laughs> I'm sure that made the movie an A plus in your mind. It's the best movie. We should do that one. We should we should do that movie. <laughs> we could do it at some point. That is a fun. It is a fun movie, and I'll I wear this outfit again. <laughs> oh gosh, we don't need you. We don't need to give you an excuse to wear that outfit. Although now that I'm thinking about it, the next time we do a Star Wars film, I need to do the entire episode like wielding my lightsaber. Oh no. <laughs> yes. I'm glad we're my running room. out of Star Wars movies. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we did a lot of Star Wars movies in season one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically covered, like, most of the main ones. Yeah, we're we're pretty much, like, fresh out. I think we just didn't do the prequel trilogy. Or the original trilogy. The original we didn't do any movies out of those. Oh, oh, well, I guess that's coming up. Yeah, yeah. At some point. So. <laughs> and, <laughs> and we're gonna, then we're really gonna run out. We're gonna have to go in into the into the um like other movies in the trilogies we can't just do the first one and then we're gonna yep. have to do like the series yep i mean we, we will we, we, we will never run out of content that's for sure yeah so and i am a, a star wars lover so but yeah i mean if you are ready to get started um let's go ahead and let's do this Okay, um, <laughs> okay, let's read notes. I don't know about you, but I have six lines of note. <laughs> three, literally half of that. You have three. <laughs> okay, this one might be short, but it's okay. Um, I'll just, uh, I'll just do my your bit a, a bit longer then. <laughs> just oh, gosh. Alright, uh, I'm going to try my best to maneuver well under here because I really can't see anything. Like, are the ears okay? Where's the other ear? I, I think your ears look sad and droopy. There. <laughs> it's so hard to see. There you go. Alright, here we go. Ready to start in three... Two, one. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is an open discussion with C3 Films. Uh, today we're doing a special show with a special guest. My name is Chris, and this is... Eeyore. And today we are both going to be talking about the Christopher Robin movie um, from Disney. So we are going into spoiler territory, so spoiler alert already out of the way. So you've been warned if you haven't gone, if you, you've been warned, if you haven't seen the movie, go and watch it. That way we can all feel warmed together. And uh, yeah, let's go ahead and get right into it. So um, Eeyore, like, um, I'm really excited to like, you know, talk to you and like stuff. So why don't you tell me like, you know, where you come from and like what you thought about this movie? I thought the movie was great. Glad I got to be in it. Oh, that's really cool, Eeyore. 
Um, can you tell me anything? What, what was your favorite part of the movie? I like the part that I was in. I don't oh. usually get to do much. Oh, I, I don't know. I think you. I think you did a little bit. I think you actually kind of did quite a lot, actually. I got thrown into a bucket, but at least my house didn't break this time. And you got your tail back at the end of the movie, so Glaf has how full, right? Good old Christopher Robin. Yeah. Eeyore, I don't know if you knew this, but my name is Christopher. That's true. Are you just so, like Christopher Robin? Do I what? Sorry, do I dress like him? Are you just like him? I mean, I'm a couple of shades a little darker than him, but, you know, generally, yeah, we're, we're about the same, I would say. I guess we come in different colors. Sometimes That's true, I'm gray. Because... Yes, like the Eeyore that's to the left of me is gray, while the Eeyore that I'm speaking to presumably is blue, and that's very confusing. Why are you so blue? Because I'm always sad. Well, you know what? Like, Eeyore, it's been great, and, you know, I, because you're sad, I think what would make you happier is if uh, you could watch our show as I talk with my um, my partner, Cheryl. So do you mind bringing Cheryl back for me? Sounds about right. Guess I'll mosey on over. Thank Suckers! you, Eeyore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a hard, hard uh, gimmick to keep up. <laughs> It's getting, yeah, right? it's getting hot under there. <laughs> so oh, anyway. And then she has something new to put on her head. Um, What's yeah, up, guys? Like, I don't know how we were long we were going to be able to do, do that. I mean, like, I'm impressed with your, your impression, though. Top-notch, A+. <laughs> well, thank you. So. <laughs> but anyway, I know clearly that you are an absolute fan of this movie. So watching it for another time for you this is my first time seeing it but watching it again for you what were your thoughts of going through it again actually this is the first time i watched it uh the i previously watched another movie called goodbye christopher robin which is about the actual people like the writer and his um, son christopher robin was definitely a completely different story this one though i felt like it's very heartwarming it's very easy to watch it's just a it's not like a great movie but it's like um it's like a a solid regular movie nothing too special about it but it was not bad yeah i i found the movie very to be very enjoyable because of uh it's really these characters, man, like when the movie opens and you see Chris Robin as a kid and he's going and talking with all the, the woodland creatures and everything and they're having the goodbye party for him. It's like you can't help but have your heart feel warmed as somebody who we were children when we were like watching like the animated Christopher Robin stories. And so like it felt kind of nice to it kind of it was like um, kind of nostalgic to see Christopher Robin as a kid like talking to the woodland creatures and then all of a sudden you know he's an adult like we're adults 
although we are still technically younger than Christopher Robin is in this movie, but we still know what it's like to be an adult now. So when he's going and living his adult life, there's a new appreciation for it where we can watch and see him doing these things. And we're like, yeah, man, we get it. Yeah, it's like a good reminder of like, you know, I guess our age, but it's it's also like general, like the whole moral of the story is to try to be happy, like remember that you should be happy, appreciate your life. It's not all about work. It's more about family and enjoying what you have and appreciating what you have and making the best out of what you do have. And even in your job. So, and also, like, I guess what comes around goes around is also another theme of the movie, but that's also kind of not realistic. But, hey, it's a, it's a feel-good movie, right? So that's what it does. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the ending of the movie where he's standing in front of his bosses and he's like, has his family there with everyone that's getting fired and he makes the speech and then, like, if they were to run off and solve the problem, like, that very much feels... Um, like the standard ending to this kind of Disney film, like almost like a 90s Disney film, you know? And it, it works. You know, you, you, put that, you put that aside and you just, you're along for the ride and you enjoy it. The, the thing that got me was the, I loved how, I loved how the script played with words and turn a phrase to show how simple Pooh is when hearing different things. So like when when Chris Robin first sees him for the first time after so long, he's, he says to himself, oh my gosh, um, I'm stressed. And, 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 and Pooh goes, no, not stressed, just Pooh. I'm Pooh. <laughs> it's like, oh God, dude, he says, you know, Nothing is they people say nothing is impossible, but I do nothing every day. <laughs> you know what's funny is that basically that means the same thing because you're saying that nothing is possible, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely really that I don't think it fits straight out of um the uh mini adventures of winnie the pooh but that is definitely the way he talks and it's definitely usually how he and christopher robin christopher robin usually interact and i thought they did really well with pooh's character uh especially with toning down how annoying he is because i do remember um because i watched I watched the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh within the last two years, and it was a little hard to watch because he is he is pretty annoying in in the way that like he's somewhat inconsiderate of the other characters, and they have to deal with him, and that's what the conflict is. It, Pooh is the, also the conflict of the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh, and so that makes him a little bit annoying. They definitely toned it down for this movie, so I feel like, you know, it was a little aggravating, but then you could also see Ian McGregor express um, his annoyance with him, and and I feel like that made it better because we could relate to him, where, like, you have this character who's kind of being annoying, but he's not doing it on purpose. 
Like, he never right. does it on purpose. He just doesn't know any better because he is a bear of very little brain. Yes. <laughs> I mean, he's basically basically a child that doesn't know how to play nap. And the scene that I really love is when Pooh is sitting there in the train with him and is reading everything that he's go that's going by or, like, saying out loud all the things that are going by while Ewan McGregor's trying to do work. And literally, I had this feeling of, oh, my gosh, I know what that's like, where you just want someone to shut up, but they but they won't stop, but you're trying to be nice, so you're like, could you... Could you try to talk a little a, l a little quieter? And they do it, but it's still loud enough that you can't focus. And you just you don't you don't wanna strangle them and throw them to the bottom of the lake, but you think about it. And <laughs> I I appreciate Christopher Robin for not doing it and for sticking to his guns and getting Pooh back to back to the Hundred Acre Wood. Yeah, because that was also what Christopher Robin is to them, or was to them, is just someone that takes care of them. Like, he always helps them solve their problems because he's just ever so slightly more knowledgeable than they are. So he's like Big Brother. Um, and now he's been an adult, and he's more than Big Brother now. He's an adult who, who is still with the same simpleton characters, the same children now, but he relates to them even less because he's an adult. And it's kind of sad. <laughs> it was yeah. very sad, especially I my I was like, oh man, this this really sucks when um Christopher Robin brings Pooh back uh to the tree doorway and then Pooh is like going it back in and he's like okay, goodbye. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, how do you just, like, dump him there and then leave? It's almost like dumping your dog and, like, not <laughs> not even turning back. But he does turn back, so you know, that, that made me feel better. <laughs> but it was really sad. Right. I Speaking of relating to characters, so I related to Christopher Robin for a different reason, too. Because, as all of you guys know, you know, Cheryl and I, we decided to do the show together, and one of the things that happens is that I will say things that I would like Cheryl to do. Like, let's say, let's talk about like naming a, a part of like our um, our stream our stream stuff. And I say, yeah, name this whatever you want. And she will literally type in whatever, whatever you, want. you want. That's what she writes out. And so when Pooh would respond to the things that Christopher Robin's saying. With these literal, with these literal responses, I could not help but realize that I have been Christopher Robin this entire time, and Cheryl has been my Winnie the Pooh. And now it you know makes where I get it upset. from. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm always watching Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> I was so frustrated. I was so frustrated, but it made it made the movie better. And <laughs> Eeyore, the character you're addressed as. Oh my gosh. He's I the love hero. you are so funny. He was the best. <laughs> he did such a good job in this movie. He he was he was totally the hero because he was the one that um that like got Christopher Robin to uh find the rest of the group, I guess, because he like got picked up and then um he also was the one that recognized Christopher Robin 
as Christopher Robin while he was um, playing, like, fighting against the Hephalumps. Right. Yeah. I. It's it's amazing because all these characters are supposed to represent different, um, I, uh, what was it, Anxi- like social disorders, uh, so depression, like anxiety. Disorders. What happened? Mental disorders. Mental disorders, yeah. But Eeyore's the only one that can make depression funny. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, he's just so cute, and... It- I think that's why I like him so much because I just want to give him a hug and like cheer him up and make him happy. <laughs> right? So it's so it's so sad. He the the things that Eeyore says in this movie make me just go oh. <laughs> just every time when he is floating down the river and he's he's saying, "Oh, I'm gonna go over the waterfall, but it's not like any it's not like anyone will notice." <laughs> and Christopher Robbins says, "Don't worry, I'll save you." And Eeyore's response is, "We'll see." <laughs> Yo, you you poor poor animal. I'm sorry. Who so hurt cute. you? And it was really funny when like. He like jumped into the the river, but it was like super super shallow, and the waterfall is like a foot long. Yeah, <laughs> it was Nothing. so cute. I loved it. That was a really good scene. <laughs> that part. Yes, I, I, I really, I really appreciate. Anytime Eeyore was on screen, anything that Eeyore said had me had me just laughing my my butt off. It's it's so funny that character, and. It was nice seeing all the other characters, and although I'm reminded when I watch it that um, characters like Kanga and Rue and uh, Rabbit and Owl don't really get that much play. Um, they're not like they're not the most famous out of the the group. With the most famous out of the group is arguably Piglet, Eeyore, Tigger, and Pooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Those are like the most popular characters. Um, there are even more characters that come later, but, um, I think they were probably added, but definitely, um, those four are the main original characters. Right. (laughs) I did have a problem, though, with Piglet, because Piglet is, like, he's, he's known for having a stutter, and he always says, like, dear, oh, dear. I can't mm. and they didn't they, say, and he didn't say it in this they movie. They didn't have that at all in the movie, and he barely stuttered. Like that's what he's known for: stuttering and being like scared and nervous. And I don't think they played that off very well. I think they, I mean, they, they didn't serve he's a little scared. justice. Right. Well, it's been thirty years. Maybe he's had some time to get over it. <laughs> you ever think about that? Uh, Maybe Pig is not so scared anymore. Sure, sure. If that's why you want to give reason to. But... <laughs> uh, oh yeah, did you let, did me, you let go? me go? Yeah. Oh! So sad. Like, oh my gosh. It, like this movie really like breaks your heart, and it's like, come on, Christopher Robin, get your act together. Stop being a jerk to your friends, like your little kiddo friends and your stuffed animal friends. <laughs> But I'm glad that he, you know, goes back and um, gets better and then, you know, makes everything better. It's just such a heartwarming film, like I said. 
And we got the and we got the Tigger song in this movie. Yes, we did. That was also cool. It was a little weird, but I feel like they did well with the voices for Pooh, Eeyore, and and Tigger. But everyone else's voices were kind of weird. But I think it's just because I'm not used to it. And Winnie the Pooh is very old, so of course they can't have the original voice actors anymore. But at least they got like the real distinct ones. The only one I had a a problem with was Piglet. Right. Yeah, and I don't know most of those other vac- voice actors, but the voice actor... It's funny that you said Tigger and Pooh, because they're voiced by the same person. Oh, okay. Yeah, Tigger and Pooh are voiced by Jim Cummings, who is a legend in the voice acting community. Um, I feel like the thing that I know him m- most from is uh, Justice League, but he's done a lot of different animated... Um, a lot of different animated voices. So he's very seasoned. He's a veteran in the field. So, and, and seeing him in a motion picture was very cool because normally I only see his name in the credits of animated television shows. But it's, yeah, so it's funny that you said those two were the best voice actor, voice actors or voice acting, and he's the one that literally did both of them. Nice, nice. I think, yeah, I do remember seeing his name in the credits. So, speaking of yeah. credits... One of the problems that I had with this movie is how long the opening credits were. Like, it dragged on for 13 minutes. And then nothing really happens until, like, 30 minutes in. When Then that's, like, the first time you see Pooh. Uh, Well, not the first time, but but that's when they... um, That's the first time he sees Pooh as an adult. It's 30 minutes in. And this movie is only an hour and 45 minutes long, so... It just had a very right. slow beginning, it felt like, especially with the, the credits dragging on. Um, there was just an awful lot of setup, so... Uh, but it's alright. It's It was a short movie. It's... I don't think... It's not something that I would, like, super, super, you know, give it a hard time for because of the nature of the movie. But it did feel, like, very long in the beginning, like, for things to get started. Yeah, no, I, I see that. I it's it's interesting because the two movies we're going to talk about today both um, play around with storytelling in their opening acts, uh, or like not opening acts, excuse me, their opening credits. They're telling another long story um, in their opening credits and trying to short it, shorten it down. And so for me, I didn't notice the thirteen minutes. So when you said it's thirteen minutes, that really surprised me just now. But um, I think the reason I didn't notice it was because I got that they were basically trying to tell the story of what happened to Christopher Robin as he got older, uh, losing his father, meeting um, meeting Peggy Carter, Haley Atwell, um, meeting and then going to war while she's pregnant, having to fight in the war. And basically the point was to show all of these things that were happening to him that would cause him to change, kind of symbolizing the death of the child. And so... And it used that 13 minutes to kind of really drive that home so that the rest of the movie can, quote unquote, hurt more when you're seeing all of these rejections of the child self in order to be the adult, to be responsible. But the movie being about still embracing the part that of you that is a child, because now when you have a child, it's that connection that will allow you to connect with her. So I didn't mind it so much. 
Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just felt slow to me. I think it's maybe it would have been better if I didn't see all the, the names popping up still after 13 minutes. Because I was like, oh, they're still doing that? They're still doing that? Like, oh, that had to be the last one. But they kept going on for a while. Right. How did you uh, like her? Like his daughter? Um, I liked her. I think she did a good job. Um, as Like, for the character, I, I, I felt like she wasn't as excitable as she could have been. Uh, might have mm-hmm. been a little bit more fun if she was more into playing, but um, I guess like the the reason for that is because she's she's trying to please her father by you right. know studying very hard um, and and being just like him. So in that sense, she 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 plays a very little conflict. Um, she doesn't like really get upset at him um to him until she sees him at the cottage and then he's like oh i gotta go um but even then she isn't throwing a tantrum at him she never throws a tantrum at him and so it seems kind of um i guess uh hard for christopher robin to really connect the dots that he's not being a great father because he never gets to see it even uh, I guess it's not really until he finds out that that she's lost that he really has concern for her well-being and I think that could have happened sooner there could have been another event before that where she gets like maybe she yells at him for like being an awful father and then it makes him think and then when she disappears it's even worse I see, I see. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, there definitely is a little bit... It's it's funny because the whole thing that you're talking about is the fact that comes from them not having too many interactions with each other, but that also is kind of the point, is that they don't have that many interactions with each other. So there's not that many opportunities for them to, like share those conversations but maybe if they did have at least one scene where she was able to voice her um how upset she was her dissatisfaction with her father then he'd have to sit on that on the ride home um and then yeah like you said find out that she's missing and the last conversation he had with her was one of argument but then by the end realizing that even after that argument she still was trying to help him mm-hmm yeah, I mean, so. I think overall it was pretty mellow. Like, the film was pretty mellow um, in terms of conflict. It was just very sad. There were just a lot of heartbreaking moments where Christopher Robin does stuff and and it hurts other people's feelings. And that's basically the whole movie. Like, I guess it's kind of yeah. like that. It's kind of like Pooh. He is the conflict uh, of his own story. So, Right. Which is interesting. I just, I hate how these, I hate how these stuffed animals can't play nap time. Why can no one play nap time? Tigger, you have one job to do. Stop moving around. It was really funny, though. I mean, that's totally Tigger, though. He cannot sit still. I'm surprised he was able to play nap time even a little bit. (laughs) You know? Um, But yeah, like, 
that's about it for that uh, from me. But is there anything else you wanted to say in closing? Um, I think I just want to acknowledge the red balloon. I, I, I think it's not really just the red balloon. It's a lot of like little things here and there that are you know familiar to the original story. Uh, including the red balloon and and then there's like the whole iconic image of the bridge in the hundred acre wood and stuff like that so it definitely brought back memories and um it it was just nice to see all that stuff come back again yeah no i agree i think i was surprised at how much the movie made me laugh there's this other scene that i wrote down um where one of the characters says didn't you see the sign and it was just it like i can't even remember like everything else that happened in the scene but it's just there's so many good uh comedic moments that just play off of how simple the characters are versus how the world actually is and in that way it's kind of it's kind of sweet because it's like looking through the eyes of a child because all of these characters are basically children and even the world itself is kind of based off of Christopher Robin's own mood when whenever he shows up to play it will always be a sunny day but when they first get there it's foggy because he's not in that mindset so it's just it's kind of cool I I overall I appreciate the message even though it's a very simple movie and there's not too much to it but it still did warm my soul yeah it's just a fun easy movie to watch absolutely so what about what about you guys? Hey, did you see the movie? What did you think about it? Do you agree with us, or do you feel like we are just two people of very simple, a very simple brain? But regardless, whatever you thought, I have been Chris, and this has been Cheryl, and we will see you all next time. Cool. All Hoo-ah. right. You're going to go do an outfit change, right? I'm going to do an outfit change. I'll be right back, guys. Okay. So we're going to get ready to talk about Army of the Dead next, you guys. And we will be going into spoilers. So if you have not seen the movie, run away. Run away. Run away and never return. But if you've seen it, stick around and listen to us uh, and our opinions of it. It seems like me and Cheryl are going to have very two different opinions, so... It'll be fun for you guys to see where you fall, where you land in between the two of us. But uh, either way, let us know. And let's see what we got here going on. Already 8.30. I see how it is. Oh, Sorio. Stay. Stay, Sorio. <laughs> I don't want you to leave. I want you to stay with us and listen to us talk about Army of the Dead. Did you see the movie, by the way? Curious what you would think of this movie. But in the meantime, while I wait for my co-star to return... Ow! I just cracked my back. Not unlike the next snap that's in that movie. Oh my gosh. That movie is... Oof. Okay, so then, uh, yeah. I mean, if you don't care about spoilers, feel free to stay. 
Because I'm about, you're gonna open the. I plan on opening the conversation about this movie with a big spoiler. <laughs> so it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be fun. But I was saying earlier, I hope you guys are having a good weekend so far, or excuse me, weekday. Like, oh yeah, I had a good weekend, and the start to this week, this Monday, is uh, good for you guys. Okay. You don't mind spoilers. Cool. So yeah, we'll get in we'll get into it. Should be should be a little fun. But Cheryl didn't want to wear her her uh, Eeyore outfit while we were talking about Army of the Dead. Which, by the way, don't think I didn't see we were in the middle of our, our discussion or just starting our discussion. Don't think I didn't see what you said, you and Straker Man talking that shit of oh, look. You guys both dressed up. Cheryl dressed up as Eeyore and Chris dressed up as an ugly zombie. I see you. I see you. I mean. Fuck out of here. <laughs> I wasn't there for that one. Were you not? Oh, you know what? <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> Chef kiss. Okay. Yeah. Well, Stranger Man, I hope you burn. I hope you burn in Tekken. I hope Sauce Guy whoops that ass. I kind of swore that what she was wearing was a onesie that could be easily slipped off, but apparently it is a whole apparatus that requires. I don't know, that requires, like, legit changing. I hope, by the way, that you can hear me, Cheryl, in your room right now, because that would make me very happy. I can hear you. I hope that you can hear me while you're changing, so that you know how much I am waiting for you, and how it doesn't make sense to me that your onesie that you were wearing is taking this long for you to change into a regular thing, when it really should have just been a little thing of, like, ploop, now it's off, and now you're ready for the next show. But it's so involved. So involved, Cheryl. Oh, my gosh. Well, it is almost the end of May. And next month, there there's one game that I'm going to be playing that... Um, Hotspot stream. Thank you. <laughs> yes, exactly, Storio. Exactly. I'm back. Oh, no. <laughs> what happened to you? Who'd you eat? I ate Eeyore. <laughs> oh no, you killed Eeyore! Oh my gosh! Eeyore's gonna come back as a shambling husk of his former self! Which isn't that different from regular Eeyore, but still! You killed him! I feel like I look too clean here. <laughs> it's fine, I think people get the joke. <laughs> I didn't expect you to actually go and put on makeup. I just did a quick thing. Oh my god. Now you know how I feel when you went to get your lightsaber. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Wow, uh, I am impressed. Where did you get the makeup? It's just makeup. It's just regular makeup? That's not like actual like, you know, like blood makeup? 
No, this is lipstick. I just. Oh wow. And then this <laughs> this is eyeshadow, and I was like. <laughs> wow. And you say that, and you call yourself a producer. You can, you need to be in the makeup department. I took a class. <laughs> oh shit. A okay. class. A class. A. Yeah. Apparently, yo. Look at that! See, that was all you needed. All you needed is one class. You ready? You ready to go out and start doing the makeup for our for our professional productions? Oh, I've done that before. I don't want to do so many things. It's too many hats. You know how it is. No, I'm just saying. You can let someone else be the producer, and you can just be the makeup artist. Oh no! <laughs> I do have. I actually do have fake blood, but it's like liquidy, so I I don't like. I don't want to have that like on me. And, and yeah, like, I have fake blood here too, but you know it gets everywhere, and then you have to like wash it out of your clothes, and then people think you murdered somebody. You have to explain that you didn't kill anybody, but it was a bo bottle of fake blood that you have, and then no one believes you, and then they call the cops, and it's just this whole thing. So yeah. Did this happen? No, no. I'm just I'm just being cl clearly in hypotheticals. Okay, cause clearly there was that time where you know who had um a prop gun yeah. <laughs> i know that's the craziest story and ever and that was not a nice story <laughs> no that was very unfortunate she did some of uh makeup on my brother to practice and my aunt screamed and thought he was dying i can easily extract real blood from my daily bloody noses oh gosh no sorio that sounds awful i'm so sorry you get bloody noses daily that's that's terrifying. I'm so sorry. I also did a, a really elaborate zombie makeup for her, and then she went to school, and she, like she took the bus, and she and and like she was like walking down the street or something, and then um, like I think she made some girls scream because they like turned around or like turned the corner and saw her, <laughs> and she was like, Good. I hope that she was also shambling. I hope you were just going like. I th well, she was late for class, so I think she was she was kind of beelining it. Well, actually, that's even scarier because you get those running <laughs> zombies, they infected like from like twenty eight days later. That's scary. Because the thing about regular zombies is like, oh, I can outrun them. The fast ones, mm mm. Yeah, that I think that would freak me out. I mean, her regular <laughs> face freaks me out. No, just kidding. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, well, let's go ahead and get ready to start our next show. This one is going to be for you. I realized that I forgot at the end of that one to ask people to like, share, and subscribe, but meh, that's whatever. We can have one without it. I mean, you did, but in the pre-conversation. <laughs> yes. So, it is. Algae in the hizzy. So let's go ahead and get ready to start again. I'm gonna go ahead and get ready to set this timer. As we get as we discuss Army of the Dead. Army yeah. of the Dead. Ooh. Yeah, brains. I'm surprised you didn't do anything. I, I am not as creative as you. I'm starting to see. <laughs> And that's Which is fine. funny because I'm a producer and you're a director slash writer, so right? this doesn't make any sense at all. I think it's because I'm regularly trying to be creative, so I don't have any more brain space to like a lot for that. 
in my life. But since you are more technical, most of the time, the few times when you get the opportunity to stretch your creativity, you're going to take it. So Maybe. I can understand that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's impressive. I Look, the fact is one of us does it. And in a show like this, if one of us does it, that's enough. If we both do it sometime, then that's great too. But if at least one person is having fun, then by all means, uh, do it. Yeah, I, I, I think that Sorio is right. You're just lazy. I mean, you're not entirely wrong. <laughs> I also don't have access to all the things that this girl does. I like. I don't have makeup. I couldn't have done that. Like I told you, I had that liquidy red blood that gets everywhere. That shit wouldn't work. I mean, you could use She that. has an Eeyore cop. Look, you guys are saying that I'm lazy, but she is literally just using the shit around her house. Like, <laughs> like she is not doing anything special. She is not going out and, like, buying these things. You guys make it sound like she's, like, trekking through the pandemic to get these things <laughs> to put together for our show. She is literally using the shit she already has. I walked 10 miles to get this. <laughs> <laughs> she up here having to do a heist to get through to get through infected downtown San Francisco so that she can get the money from the vault so that she can go and buy the makeup so she can do for our show. She ain't doing that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Alright, shall we? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> she always said you have female roommates. What? Oh so sorry, are you just assuming that all females have makeup? For shame, girl. It's 2021. Get with the times. I mean, By the way, most you're... of us do. <laughs> <laughs> Funny enough, I don't think Sorio does. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Well, uh, remember that you're starting since we're doing this. It wasn't that good. Oh, I am? I thought we were going to... Uh, not do that. I thought we Lee, were... Well, Lee didn't say. You said that... You said you weren't sure if, if one of us had thought about it, then whatever. Um, and all I said was, it's if we're running... If we don't have that many shows for... If we don't have any many things for it wasn't that good, then we can put this on there. And then you never... And then we didn't answer that. Oh, so, okay. So... Yeah, she didn't come to a conclusion. So what? what is the conclusion then? Should we... What do you want to do? Um... I feel like we both need to have bad, like, bad things to say about it, I guess. But I think initially I said that the rule would be if one of us thinks that it, it should be on that show, then it should be on that show. Okay. So, I mean, by that rule, then it should be on that show since you oh, felt that Okay, way. but you're closing. Don't forget that. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. Were you about to try to just talk yourself out of having to do the opening? Was that the whole point of that argument just now? Yeah. <laughs> you got wow. me. You got me. <laughs> wow. This little girl. <laughs> All right, let me mess up my hair. So I look like, <laughs> like I... you spent so much time doing it. My hair? I never do my hair. Oh, naturally. Not naturally. <sighs> How's that? <laughs> It, it looks like you did so much to it. Uh, it's really hard to make it messy. It's just so neat all the time. I know. I, I'm sure there are women across the globe right now that aren't envious of you at all. 
No, it just looks nice. <laughs> it just looks nice. How, how do I make it messy? You're like, oh my god, I don't know how to mess up my hair. A resounding, a resounding cry went through the land, and I'm everyone in unison said, "I'm just making it look nice." <laughs> Fuck you. There. Okay, that looks pretty messy. Cool. The eye rolls can be heard. <laughs> You know why? It's because my hair is really straight, so it's it's like hard to make it not straight. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Alright, anyways. I am ready whenever you are. Okay, here we go. Gonna start recording in three, two, three, two, one. Hey everybody! Welcome to C3 Films. Today we're doing It Wasn't That Good on Army of the Dead. Uh, we're going to go into spoiler territory, so make sure you watch it before you start watching um, the show. So go watch it, go watch the movie, then come back and then watch our show. Um, I am Cheryl, and this is... Chris. And let's talk Army of the Dead. Yes, and it's a good thing that we already went through the spoiler alert because... The biggest spoiler of all, which usually is a joke in most movies, but it's not in this one. Everybody dies! Everybody dies! I guess that is one thing that I do like about it. Although the way they ended it was disappointing because... Actually, it's not true. Everybody doesn't die. There is someone who lives and it is, There's in fact... one person that lives. The most annoying character in this movie is the one that survives. And this has to be one of the top reasons why I decided that this movie should go on this show is because of how freaking annoying she is and she fucking lives. Right. Literally, Kate is the worst. Kate is the worst from Jump. They don't even... It doesn't even seem like they're trying to redeem this character. Like, when you meet her, you see her as a volunteer with this other person who has to live in this camp, trying the security guard that messes with all the women that have to live in this camp and she's causing trouble. And you just want to be like, chick, shut up. <laughs> you are not making life easier for me. And it's, and it's so easy to, to disappear you. Like, I don't know why you're still talking. They make sure that you know this character is annoying from jump. Yeah, um, I mean, I feel, I almost feel like they weren't trying to make her annoying, she just came off that way, sorry, because, um, because I, I feel like they tried to make her backstory justify her attitude, like she had to deal with, I, I feel like that's what they were trying to do, though, I think it didn't work, though, I think they were trying to, like, make you feel sorry for her, that she has the right to be angry at her father, and that she's just dealing with all this stuff, and, and she's, like, super self-righteous, and, but, I mean, like, it just all falls of force, like, the whole reason why she goes on this trip is so that she could save her friend, but it's, like, literally the dumbest idea and it's just, like, the dumbest thing. Like, what are you going to do? Like, what? first of all, I know that she, li she's like, her friend is alive um, when they go into the um, the zombie area, the zombie zone. Into but, Vegas, yeah. Yeah in, yeah, in Vegas. But the chances of her friend still being alive is, like, 
close to none without, you know, knowing anything about it, like about about the special zombies and stuff like that. So, right. like, going in there to, tr- to, to try to look for your friend because you want her to live to take care of her children is, like, the stupidest thing because the, the best thing to do would have been to take it upon yourself to take care of the children, not go on a suicide mission, and really leave the kids alone. Because then they because really they have nobody. no one. <laughs> yeah. And all because, yeah, the the way to get her into the movie was very contrived because the movie knew that it had no real reason for her to go with that group. Um, so they made her this belligerent, oh, I'm going to go in so I could save my friend. Um, because also, so it's funny because as dumb as that is, I, I actually think the movie is pretty smart in how the most of the other characters handle different things and the different elements about like how they're to prepare to deal with zombies like the when when things go bad near the end of the movie it's actually not through any fault of the characters that agreed to come here as a part of this mission for the mission they're trying to do everybody that shows up that doesn't have an ulterior motive they they do their job to a t they're and they're they're smart so this is one of those one moments when it's like okay they because of that, the characters are almost too smart because there's no good reason for these characters to go look for that to look for that person when they already know that they're going into dangerous territory and even said before they went in that there's a good chance that some of us would die. Like, one of my favorite scenes is when Batista is yelling at his daughter saying, if you screw around, you're going to get these people killed. And, I, and I'm sitting there just like, yeah, that's, that's real. They're basically, <laughs> yeah, which is kind of what, well, it wasn't her fault, though. It wasn't her fault why they got killed, but it's it's funny because that's the it's almost like the movie knows how plots go in other zombie movies. So they literally have the have the main characters talk about those things that could happen in other zombie movies so that they won't happen here. And so that's one of the things that I I did like about it. But because of the fact that those characters are smart, they wouldn't go look for that that girl. So she has to come along because she's going to be the one to look for them. But even when she does find them, she only finds them out of luck because if those zombies didn't get pulled away, what was her plan? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she would have been dead. And I mean, she did. I feel like she did get her father killed, though. <laughs> so, and the yes. pilot. And I think her friend died, too. So she ended up killing her friend, too. Yeah. I guess. Basically. I mean, her friend probably was dead either way, you know, uh, or like was gonna end up turning, but yeah, her friend just kind of disappears at the end of the movie. We don't see her friend's body, and we don't even see her friend like walking back to her after the father is dead. So her friend's fate is actually left up in the air. Yeah, but hey, I guess she's she's got a couple of hundred thousand dollars now. So woohoo! Yeah, um, I thought that that scene though it was weird because. Um... Like, a helicopter arrived, I guess, to pick her up and stuff. But it's like, they didn't know that they were there, so where's that helicopter coming from? How did they know where to go? I guess they put oh. that there to, like, show us that she, like that's, she's getting saved. Um, but that didn't make any sense to me at all, like, why that helicopter was coming. That one I didn't mind so much because the helicopter, I they, they just dropped a nuke on Vegas. So, or a low pay, a low yield nuke or whatever. I figured that helicopter was going 
to confirm that things were dead. So like they would because they would want to confirm after they just nuked a city full of zombies that those zombies actually are dead. Uh, you can't tell that from afar. So I actually just thought that the helicopter and stuff because it was heading towards the city. So I figured it was going towards the city to either check to make sure things were dead or whatever. And then if there were some survivors, they'd pick them up along the way, which is what happened. Um, I guess. But that doesn't explain where she got the gun to shoot her father. <laughs> no, the gun was still in the helicopter. The gun was the gun that he, he used to kill uh, the zombie that bit him. So she just picked that one up. I mean, yeah, the same one. It's they They seem to almost have like no um they have like unlimited ammo <laughs> oh yes they absolutely have unlimited ammo but at the same time you can make the argument that they have enough ammo because they knew exactly what they were doing because you know unlike other zombie movies where like it's interesting so i'll get into that other part in a section second but unlike other zombie movies where the people don't know the zombie apocalypse is coming and then have to like stock up um while they're already in the apocalypse these people are going actively into an apocalypse where they know they're going to have to fight zombies. So wouldn't you make sure that you have as much ammo as humanly possible to carry? I mean, she had that one gun and then she brought that one gun into the Olympus and then she used like, she shot a lot and, and before it was empty and I was like, okay, at least it's empty, but you know, I mean, they were just, it was just, yeah. <laughs> it, it, no. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, clips of guns can hold like 15 to 20 bullets. I would say that she used about 15 to 20 bullets to kill all those zombies that were rushing at her. And then she shot two at the guy with the, with the, the alpha with the helmet on. All right. Well, then how do you explain how that guy got out of the vault? Oh, because the nuke destroyed it. And then, look. The nuke destroyed it and not him? He came out from underground. Yeah. Because, well, remember, the, it was underground, the, the vault. Yeah, so, um, so how did the nuke destroy the vault that was underground? Plus, it's a vault. It's like a stronghold. True. I don't know... Um, what I, would, what I was thinking that would happen was just, like, the force of the nuke was so strong. Like, first of all, he'd be protected from the nuke initially because of the fact he's in the vault. But after the explosion and everything, the payload, like, goes throughout the entire city, it would have, like, knocked the vault around and, like, might have even blown the vault upwards or whatever and knocked the, knocked the door off its hinges or whatnot. That was not the least... Out of all the things that were in that movie, that is not the least most believable thing to me. It bothered me, though. <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah um one of the things that i liked about this movie which we were talking about similarly how christopher robin did this uh there's a movie before this movie oh there which is. i thought was kind of cool well yeah because the opening credits are telling a different movie it's almost like oh, this movie the sequel to a movie we didn't get to see because the movie that happens at the beginning during the credits is the outbreak of the zombie apocalypse. But it's crazy because we're meeting characters in the opening credits that won't be alive by the end of the credits. So we see like characters save other characters, like they save a little girl. And there's this whole journey 
that happens in the opening credits of the movie that you're able to follow and then it ends at the end of the credits and those two characters that you see are like that or presumably like the main characters or heroes of that movie they die and that little girl dies too but then they they stop themselves from being overrun with zombies and that's the end of that movie and i thought that that was a very interesting idea to kind of skip the zombie outbreak portion of the movie which is normally what we would see and then like and even tell a whole story and then now we're coming into a sequel where the zombie apocalypse has already happened and it's contained within this one place but now you have this whole place that is um, a zombie world but these characters if they enter it can go in and be pro and be properly prepared so i thought that that was kind of cool um a cool way of telling a story but then doing something different afterwards yeah i definitely would agree that um zack snyder is pretty good at doing visual storytelling um i also thought that he had some good music choices this uh for this movie um and i also think that the story is one of the more interesting twists on a zombie movie although it pretty much is um like a it's like a it's like it's a heist movie right, right. uh it reminded me a lot of oceans 11 actually <laughs> you get the gang yeah. together and it, do this job and everyone has a specialty um yeah, I mean, so I like I can appreciate the idea that they have behind it, like you know, it being different than a regular zombie movie. It really is more yeah. of, of a heist movie than a zombie movie. It's just a it's a heist movie that has zombies in it. I think my right. problem is that mixture made to me at least to feel too long because usually the um. The actual well, I mean, yes, it was a long movie. It was uh, it was a very long movie, <laughs> but I feel like it felt even longer because usually in heist movies, the actual heist in the movie is very short. But right. in this movie, it was basically half of the movie, and like usually it's it's more about the characters and the planning of it and the execution is at like the very end where the twist happens things go wrong and and stuff like that but yeah. but i think because of that the pacing felt very slow to me because of the execution being so terribly slow yeah and that might be something that just comes i think that's uh, repeating motif for Snyder so if it's like it's one of those things where if like that kind of bothers you about his filmmaking that's not going to go away because that's kind of his style and if it doesn't bother you then you won't you won't have that much of a problem with it I much like when we talked about the Snyder cut of Justice League this movie probably didn't need to be two and a half hours long probably could have been two hours and still been fine or maybe two hours and ten minutes but generally though I I didn't mind the build up in the beginning because I felt like we were getting the opportunity to kind of meet these characters, get the idea that these characters already have a history, much like when you're putting the team together in like an Ocean's Eleven type film. Uh, so I did I did like the different the different specialties that people brought to the table and the fact that people knew the value of their specialty, like 
I remember when I was watching the movie, I thought to myself, your job is to keep the safe cracker alive. So as far as structure of this movie goes, that safe cracker doesn't die before you get to the safe because then you, you have no movie. So he at least has to open a safe. After he opens the safe, all bets are off. Helicopter pilot, you have to make it to the end of the movie because otherwise you're not flying out of there. And I love it that in the movie, she brings that up. Yeah. <laughs> she says, I'm one of the most valuable people that you have to stay alive. You have to keep alive. Yeah. So there's things like, like that that I thought were smart. Yeah, I yeah, definitely. There were there were a lot of good fun stuff um stuff things in the movie. Um so like I I I probably appreciate the movie more than um than I'm saying, but I think it was just, you know, maybe Zack Snyder is just not for me because I don't like any of his movies, but we keep doing them. <laughs> Probably the last one we do for a while, because, uh, yeah, we did just do Sucker Punch as well. But the uh, thing that gets me is that it was they lucked out by meeting Lily. Lily was the luckiest person that or Lily was one of the luckiest people that they could have met. Um, or they were lucky for meeting her, uh, which is the Coyote. Because, remember, the Coyote was not originally a part of their team. And they just needed the daughter, Kate, in order to get them to the place so that they could go in themselves. But had they gone in without the Coyote, they would have been screwed. Because they wouldn't have known any of the rules, and they would have started wasting a lot of ammo much sooner. But she, like, she carried them through that plan, and she wasn't even supposed to be there. That I I love that character by the way. I thought that act, that character and that actress did a really good job. Yeah, she was good. They definitely would have all been dead without her. <laughs> um, right? Yeah. Uh, no, I agree. I liked her character. She was also definitely like a expositional tool, but in a in a good way, like. She didn't explain too much, but, you know, it was part of, it, it was blended into the movie very well. So it didn't feel like exposition, exposition but it was a much needed explanation. Um, and, but it was interesting. It's like what she was telling us, it wasn't long, it wasn't like a long-winded explanation where she's just standing there telling you stuff. She was explaining it, it explaining it to them as she was executing so, right. like, she didn't just tell them, like, oh, this is the plan, this is what we're going to do, and then we see the plan. She was, like, walking them through it while it was happening. So it Yeah, was, it felt it very good. natural in that way, and it makes sense because in a world where all of the villains can't speak our language, you need somebody to be able to translate what the rules of the world are for us that does speak our language. So she came, and since she was that coyote that got people in and out, and you got the feeling that she had been doing this for like years, it felt that it felt natural that she would be that source of information for us because she's learned all this information slowly over time. So even when they go in, they don't know that the zombies can be intelligent. They're thinking that all of them are the same. And she, and rather than in a normal movie, you would have the characters come in, think all the zombies are normal, and then they get to this one point where they're getting attacked and then a zombie does something that it shouldn't do. And it's like, oh my gosh, they're thinking they're smart. But she tells them right off the bat, no, 
there are smart zombies here that are intelligent and there is a hierarchy and this is a world and you do not want to mess with it. <laughs> and I love that part about it. It's just, it skips over all this other zombie story, like, uh, tropes and just gets, and gets, and gets right to the point of other things in the movie. And she was, she was that outlet for that. And I liked it. Mm-hmm. I liked to, I liked what she brought. Yeah. There was this one part where, um, she was talking about the zombie skeletons that were right by the entrance to the zombie zone where she explained that like you know wait till it rains and then they like kind of come back to life and i was like i want to see that i thought they were gonna do that but they didn't i was like please rain please rain it's gonna rain but they never do it. Like, why would you put that in the movie? Like, why would you throw that line in the movie and then not use it? That would have been that's, so cool. That's pretty, that's fair. Um, it's for the world building, but you're right. Like, while it's it's a cool idea world building wise, it's it almost kind of feels like a tease, right? You, you, want, you want to see that because I thought the same thing. Because I put that in my notes too, that it's kind of cool that the zombies actually are affected by the elements here because we don't normally see that in zombie movies either. One of the things about being in a zombie movie is that they would be susceptible to nature and nature would make them deteriorate faster. So I liked the idea that they actually dealt with that with this group of zombies that didn't get out of the sun and now they're here. So, and like, and the, you saw the people, they were like ready to start fighting right away. And she's like, no, we're, we're good. And that was, it's like these different things that constantly surprise you. But I would have liked to see that too. I would have loved to see that rain. Yeah, for, it was definitely very, like, that's when it became pretty interesting to me. Uh, mm-hmm. And then it and then it dragged on. <laughs> but it did get yeah. interesting there because I was like, oh, this is more than just a zombie movie. There are different kinds of zombies. There are different things about, like this area this world that we don't know it's not the same thing as every other zombie movie that we have seen before there like there are just things that we don't know and we get to find out and that's what was intriguing um but i don't i feel like there are things where they didn't explore it enough they didn't use enough of it and then the execution of the plan took too long and you know they're like the the bomb time got moved up but they had like no haste i'm like oh come on Zack snyder we have to have um uh the main character and his love interest have a conversation you know (laughs) (laughs) i mean like when 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 you know you only have like an hour and a half or something left as soon as that vault opens i am running running i'm ready with a car i'm ready with like whatever we can to like bring it upstairs in one go because we are not going to make several trips and then i'm definitely not gonna stand here and have a casual conversation about whether or not i should be in a relationship with this woman (laughs) like like the last thing i'm going to be thinking about even being in a zombie area is a relationship with someone I'm I'm too worried about dying, <laughs> surviving. No, I mean that's fair. And I was I, I was about to say I felt 
I couldn't remember if they were talking while the safe was being opened, but no, you're right. The safe was already opened at that point. So at that time, it's it's book it or lose it. Uh, so yeah, the thing that I'm now thinking about that doesn't make too much sense to me is why did um, the, uh, I want to say Takuma, I don't remember the guy's name, actually. The guy played by Hiroyuki Sonata. Um, the guy that he hired, which was Garrett Dillahunt's character, why was he, who was the one that portrayed them, basically, why was he there? Because he didn't need what was in the safe. So he really, the moment that he got the head of the zombie lady, that could have been when he booked it to go and, like, kill the pilot if he was going to kill them all anyway. Yeah. Um, that like could have been when he there. went to go kill the pilot and try to fly. Exactly. Like, he was already there with the coyote right by the front entrance, so he could have just, like, walked out with the head, and, like, she was already in on it. We know that, so he could have just bounced. And you're absolutely yeah, right; that yeah. did not make any sense at all. Yeah, so that that is a problem. Um, but like, it's funny because the rest of the movie would, and this is how it normally works, right? Human error is always the thing that's going to set this thing off. If they had stuck to the plan, and if he didn't try to betray them, or if he didn't even take the head, if he had done what he was supposed to do, which was just get a couple of like like some samples of her blood or whatever they would have been fine they wouldn't have been attacked they 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 gave their they gave their offering which i thought was funny by the way because the moment they she said we need another guy i love to strip my hand and be like oh man she gonna get you killed bro you don't even know you poor dumb rapist you don't even know and he comes just strutting his stuff and then everyone's messing with him like the pilot says oh yeah the sauce for you and then, the, and then our friend Val shows up and is like, don't touch my stuff and don't talk to her. And just completely emasculates this man in front of everybody. And it's great. It's so good. I mean, you get that justice. Like, you, you make a bad character and then you kill him off. Like, you, you drag him through the mud. It feels good. Yeah, they, well, they <laughs> quite literally drag that dude off, off, off to his death. That poor, poor man. But yeah. The, literally, the thing that makes the movie, and this is why I was saying I didn't think it was Katie's fault, but you are right about like getting her father killed. The thing that sets off their problems is the fact that Garrett Dillahunt took the zombie's head, the queen's head. And if he hadn't done that, then they would have been left alone. So that's the, that's the thing that messed them up. But that's why I'm saying the people that were supposed to be a part of the plan actually stuck to the plan and did a good job of sticking to that plan uh, and, and of carrying that plan out. Uh, so the two two other things I wanted to bring up for the next part is the uh, the action sequences when we got to see thing people fight. What did you, like? How did you like that? Because I thought it was very well choreographed. When we saw the one girl, the first girl that dies in the movie, and she has these constant moments where you think she's going to die. But she's fighting her way out of all these zombies in this cool, like, John Woo, John Wick type of, like, action gun set piece. I, I was getting, I was hyped at that moment. I was like, this is very impressive choreography, and it looks good, and it's well shot, and she's, this actress is awesome. Like, how did you, what did you think about that? Um, yeah, no, I liked it. Um, I didn't, I didn't really take too much notice to it, um, which is a good thing, because it means... I didn't say anything wrong with it, but I, I didn't, I think I was too distracted by, um, it being such a long movie. And also I was scared. <laughs> I had to pause it a couple of times so I could just like meditate a little bit because 
like, I mean, if you guys didn't know, uh, I'm like a huge chicken and I can't take scary movies very well. So I had to pause it a few times so I could just like get to like a zen and then I turned it back on and I was like, okay, I just need to get through this movie because <laughs> I don't think it's going to mm-hmm. stop being scary for a while. Right, right. Well, yeah. No, there's like the action was very well well shot. Um, and Slow the next thing the... that I wanted to talk Hmm? I was going to say, he, he put slow-mo in the right places. Yes. I This one I didn't feel like was overly slow-mo. Like, the slow-mo really worked well here. Except and for after they opened the safe. That's Fair enough. That's when slow-mo was bad. <laughs> True. It's amazing also how comedic this movie is. When they have that whole planning heist scene where they're cutting in between what the plan could go like and what the plan, and then them actually talking about the plan and them constantly interrupting and cutting back and forth. And even that whole segment with Hiroyuki Sonata and saying Japanese. Yes. It's like, what is this? I don't this is ridiculous, but I love it. That, yeah, that was definitely one of my favorite scenes. I thought, like, uh, that character, the, the safe cracker. I think his name is Dieter. Dieter. He was so yeah. funny. He felt like the comic relief where, like, he's just, like, a punching bag for the rest of the characters to, like, make fun of. And, um, it, I don't know. I just thought it was funny. But also, um, good. Or, like, you know, it's a good point where he actually asks them, like, how do you kill a zombie? Like, what? What are the rules? Like, what do we need to do? And, and they're like, you you aim for the head. Like, you, it's the brain, right? And he's like, can I use a rock? Would a, would a rock work? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, the brain. And then he's like, okay, Still good to know. <laughs> I mean, that's, that, that's genuinely good information to know for, you know, this expedition. So... Right. Uh, don't forget also in that same scene you have the guy that showed up with uh, I forget the guy with the blonde hair's name but he was a part of his crew and he said wait a second this is this is the plan zombies nah fam I'm good I'm out but yo I thought that you wanted to like shoot I thought you weren't shoot zombies nah man that was bull I want to live peace y'all all gonna die I was like yo this is the best character in the movie <laughs> Yeah, sensible. <laughs> That's why he's not in the movie. <laughs> Shoot. And speaking of deaths, we got to talk about the death scenes quickly. We got to talk about how, like, there are some cool deaths in this movie, the way they they kill people. Uh, Garrett Dill- Dillahunt literally gets his face eaten off, eaten off by a tiger. Like, wow. Um... And then I forget her name, but um, Batista's girlfriend's neck snap. Mm-hmm. When I first saw that, I actually had to rewind it because I couldn't believe that they did it that way. Like normally, when you see a neck snap, it's just a neck snap, and they and the person falls to the ground. But they actually had her spine snap out the side of her shoulder, and I was like, "Yeah, that makes sense. That that is how that probably would 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 work, right? Because you're you're it's all tight, so of course it would like." It's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I think she also blinked, like, like she was looking at him, and then she like blinked, and yeah, and that also kind of makes sense because I think like, uh, there's like reports of decapitation, and like you, uh, you still you get like ten seconds before your brain completely shuts down, 
And that's like, oh, right. what a crazy 10 seconds being the end of your life. That's so, like, ooh, disturbing. But, yeah, that was definitely, it kind of reminded me of Resident Evil, like how they do the deaths in Resident Evil, where it's, like, kind of very clean and disturbing. Yeah. Right. Yeah, when when we see the coyote literally get... And this isn't the point that she dies, but she I guess she kind of dies off screen. But when she gets impaled by that the thing that the guy throws at her, I like literally cringed. I was like, oh, no, because it looked so forceful. She got like yoinked back to the wall. Yeah. Bad, man. Those were, so. yeah, I think those were definitely the most gruesome deaths. Everyone else dies kind of nicely. <laughs> Yeah, because you got the other guy, he blows himself he blows up. Himself the up. girl, when she gets eaten, she gets, they, they shoot the tank on her back, and then she gets blown up. Mm -hmm. um, Dieter dies off screen, so we don't actually get to see how he dies. Um, um, yeah. Val, he he technically, Val technically dies off screen. Yeah. Um, we don't so. see her, Kate's friend die, and we, we see the pilot being dead in, in the crash, but that's pretty much yeah so no the like the deaths we just mentioned were definitely the cooler the coolest deaths in the film but yeah all in all you know i can understand why you didn't enjoy the movie as much and it's probably because it pre predominantly re relates around it being too long for you but it sounds that a lot of the things that i enjoyed in the movie you also did enjoy yeah but there was a but I guess my, my overall opinion of the movie is that I didn't really like it. <laughs> like, there were some cool things in it. Um, I, I give it a nod for creativity and some good execution. But overall, I didn't really enjoy the movie. <laughs> Fair enough. It's funny. There's also this... You probably missed it. There's this one scene that's confused me and I, I i'm gonna look up some videos off of this at, at, um, afterwards there's a point when batista is shooting a zombie and while its face is peeling off there's metal underneath and i literally was like what is this for because i thought it was going to come back later where we we're going to find out like some of these zombies are like cyborgs or something like there's some experiments or something but they like the rain they never come back to that they literally show you on screen, and I went back and watched it again. You can see metal. It's not flesh. And they just never go back to it. And I'm like, what? You know what? I what bet, was that for? I bet there's another hour and a half to this movie that Snyder had to cut out. <laughs> <laughs> you are you are probably right. <laughs> um, but so that we don't have to do our own little... Snyder cut of this episode. Is there anything else that you wanted to close out with? Uh, no, that was it. So, yeah, and that's it for me. Um, so there you go. There you have it, guys. Uh, one of the rare times that Cheryl and I disagree. She didn't like the movie. I loved it. But uh, what do you guys think? Do you are you kind of in her camp where you didn't really enjoy it and maybe thought it was too long, or are you with me where you think that the movie was a good time and that you just generally had fun and you thought that it was a smart zombie film? Either way, comment below, let us know, and while you're down there, if you could give us a like, share, and subscribe. Even if you don't, though, I have been Chris and this has been Cheryl, and we will see you all next time.
All right. Another one bites the dust. I do yeah. it every time. That should be our um our our goodbye song. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um so that was like that was my question by the way. I remember now. It was my question was when are we premiering uh Army of the Dead? Because our first episode back supposed to be Raya. Um I put it at now I have to change it. Um, hang on. Give me a sec while I pull it up. Da, da, da. And then, what movie did we talk about last week? Woman in the Window? Yeah, and Sucker Punch. Woman in the Window and Sucker Punch, yeah. And I didn't know when you wanted to put up Woman in the Window. Yeah, that was my question because Woman in the Window and Army of the Dead are both newer films. Yeah, so we have. Um, Raya, and then Sucker Punch, and then In the Heights, and then Army of the Dead. And then Woman in the Window isn't even until August, because we have a whole bunch of other stuff that's also planned. But we can move stuff around. Okay. Yeah, like we can... Oh, wait, by the way, you're not in full screen anymore on stream. Oh. Just so you know. Really? What happened? Oh, uh, Okay. Oh, stop looking at my things. <laughs> this is private. It's all right. It's okay. <laughs> we're we've um, got a few people today, so it's all good. Yeah. But all right. So wait. So when was? So say that one more time for me. When was? I you I got women with the window in the window is not going to be until August. But is Army of the Dead going to be like sometime back then too? We can. We can totally because it's um now it's on it wasn't that good. It could be episode one. So it could be in the first week of June. Okay. I mean Sweet. the second week of June because we're not starting until the the second week of June. <laughs> right. So But the cool. first so week we of to... season two will I guess be Raya and then um Army of the Dead. And then we can put Woman in the Window as episode three, so it's also it can also be in June. Yeah, as as, as long as we don't need yeah, because it's probably better to have that sooner rather than later, just because both of those movies. This was one of the times where we did like two movies that were new, but we're but we're not premiering it. But we're like, off immediately season because it, it it falls during our break. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so. I'll fix that later. I'll but, fix it later. Fix it later. But yeah, uh, so I am, I'm sorry you didn't enjoy the movie that much, uh, but this weekend was very fun for me because I was very happy with both the movies, which wasn't hasn't been the case for a while now. Usually I watch one like one of the movies I like and the other movie I'm like, meh. <laughs> oh, but this time you liked both movies? Yeah. Was the first, this was a first for me. I mean, it wasn't like so, a terrible movie. It just wasn't that good. <laughs> she said the thing. <laughs> so now the question is, what? Um, so that like a couple. So that was my pick. Obviously, Wind Woman in the Window was your pick, and then but Sucker Punch, like all the sex Snyder stuff, has been my pick uh, recently. Uh, but and Christopher Robin's technically my pick because I hadn't seen it, but you also had seen it. Is there another movie coming up that you want to watch or talk? 
How, what's up? I haven't seen it before. Oh, sorry. I thought you said I. It keeps blacking out, so I didn't know. But um, <laughs> it's the third time I'm saying okay. I watched. I thought you said you hadn't seen. I thought you said. I thought it said you said that you had seen it before, but you had seen a different one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, that I would like. I I feel like you didn't technically pick that. Um, someone in our uh, one of our our fans suggested it. So. <laughs> well. Someone saw. Someone was talking to me and said that they saw it and they were telling me that uh, I should watch it. And so that's why I came to you and I was like, "Hey, can we watch this movie?" And I was like, "Of course." Eeyore. Eeyore's you in know? it. <laughs> but the point is, the question I was going to ask was like, "Is there?" Because next week we don't have any new movies coming out, right? No new movies that we need to touch. Not until the. F- not until June, really. Nothing's coming out, from what I know. Okay. Um, I believe what we have scheduled is Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. As our next movies that we watch for next week? Yeah. So then, this will be a very happy weekend for you. Uh, I mean, I, I don't like The Hobbit. <laughs> also, they're both very long. <laughs> They are very long movies. I guess it's a good um, thing I didn't grab the extended edition for this. Yeah. And which... Are we watching The Fellowship of the Ring? Is that what, what, which one we're watching? Yeah, we're going to watch um, Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, and then we're going to watch uh, The Hobbit. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> All right. Yeah, I've seen Fellowship of the Ring more than any of the other Lord of the Rings movies. So at some point, I really would like to watch the two hours, the two towers again because of my memory. I remember that being like one of the best ones. Uh, sure. I mean, I think they're all good, but yeah. But yeah, I mean, I just remember it. We have so much room to do so many things. So kind of like star wars right we could just go back and do the second movie of every trilogy yes yeah that'd be cool i don't necessarily need to see smaug and um i don't even remember the name of that third movie (laughs) the hobbit wow i really don't remember the name of the third movie it's it's, yeah it's uh it's the hobbit and then it's like the desolation of smaug and then yeah cold mountain I, I don't remember. It's No, it's Lonely Mountain. Oh, but that's not the name of the movie, though. No, Cold Mountain is is a, not even a thing. <laughs> a Cold Mountain, I think, is the name of a different movie I'm thinking of. But either way, that doesn't matter. Point is that... No, that's yes, we have back Mountain. Oh, my gosh. So many mountains. <laughs> um point is we have plenty we have plenty that we can talk about uh, we have plenty that we can watch so we don't we're not any shortage and then like yeah we have a bunch of new movies coming out in june and beyond but next week we'll just be it'll be fun we'll just do a, a fun little movie fun, some fun little set of movies but it's still one that you don't like so maybe that means the following week we need to do two of an open discussion what do you think um i think we're going to do where whatever the movies take us because 
June is going to be the month of it's basically release month so we're going to be doing a lot of um next day releases in in june um and july because there's just a lot coming up we have um like i mentioned we have raya we have uh in the heights we have um maybe black widow depending on what disney decides to do there's also luca space jam suicide squad all this stuff coming out, so it's gonna be fun. Busy summer. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure there's more that we just d- did not already plan for yet, um, and we're probably gonna have to like take some time to just do some research to see what's coming out. And also, you know, um, things are opening up again, so we might need to start thinking about hitting the theaters. Um, and we might have to have a conversation about how we're going to do this show once things are not gonna be released um, on stream anymore. We're gonna we're gonna have to change our show a little bit, <laughs> or the way we do yeah. the show. We'll see. Uh, I feel like that in general. Like yeah, I think movie theaters are still gonna be opening, but I don't think like places like HBO Max are gonna stop doing streaming until we're officially no longer in a pandemic um which we'll see how long that takes but i don't imagine that's happening like in the next like couple of months for instance um that most likely if optimistically that would be closer to the end of this year but we'll see um yeah that is something that we'll definitely have to consider yeah we're gonna have to get chris some hazard pay yeah, right. Give me, you better give me a hazmat suit. Make me go outside with these people. Right. I mean, I'm just like, how are we gonna like watch a movie in the dark and take notes in the theater? Right. And I got, I'm like, seriously. And we can't pause and rewind it. it. <laughs> yeah. No, dude. Like I told you, I literally rewound Army of the Dead some in some cases so I could watch something over again just exactly. to see if I saw what I saw and then write it down. Yeah, it's definitely gonna be much harder to do when we have to start going actually going to the theaters, and then we're really gonna need some help from you guys because we're gonna have to buy a lot of movie tickets. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, right. We we Man. may need an income to afford just... this adventure that we have watching a movie every week two movies every week actually yeah we might have to talk we got to start trying to build towards that affiliate status so we might have to start talking about doing some uh gaming streams on this channel yeah both of us i tried it's a lot (laughs) i know it is it's not something we could do need to worry about right now but it is something to consider so that we can continue to grow our audience a little bit yeah get the word out Tell your friends. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. We're going to get ready to call it here. You can also do donations via Streamlabs OBS, I think. Yes. I actually just started. I just set up a donations button on my personal streaming, um, my personal streaming channel. So that is something that we can set up here so that we can, um, yeah, have a donations tab, which will allow us to people to still give even before we hit affiliate status. Uh, so people can give without having to be subscribed or anything like that. But yeah, we'll be looking into a lot of these different things. Um, but yeah, I just want to say thank you to everybody. I think we've been streaming for a, like almost about two hours now. And 
it's been it's fun. Uh, thank you guys for coming out and hanging with us. It's always a good time to see you guys. Me and Cheryl really enjoy it. And yeah, uh, next week we're gonna be doing Lord of the Rings, and we have a lot of movies coming up. We're gonna be doing this straight until what November. Yeah, that's going to be our next break all the way in November. Um, we're not going anywhere. It's hard to stomach that we ha- we're going to be doing this for that long. <laughs> yeah, we got to try. Just try not to think about it. It's once a week and we get to do things that we normally love to do anyway, which just is movie, a whole lot of watch Chris. movies and then talk about them. You know what? It's just a whole lot of Chris. It is. It's I don't a know whole how of- Zane lives with you. Um, it's, it's easy. She has her own room. <laughs> the door can close. <laughs> I, ha- I ate a hella spicy hot pot today and wish I could send it to you. Yo, Sorio, man, I haven't had, well, I had a hot pot like maybe a couple of weeks ago and it was only a little spicy, but I haven't had traditionally spicy hot pot in a minute. That sounds delicious. In a minute. Oh, but a minute ago we were just talking. Listen, Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> I am a bear with very little brain. A bear with very little brain. Very little brain. <laughs> <laughs> you feel so bad. You're like, oh. <laughs> so. Are you talking about Tasty Pot? Sorio. Tasty Pot. <laughs> Tasty Pot is good. Um, I don't know if you... Oh, yeah, yeah. She is talking about Tasty Pot. It is definitely very good. Um, we should totally all go there together. Um, yeah. It'll be good. I, I kind of want to... I wish I ordered from there before I moved outside of San Francisco. Because they were, they were on, like, DoorDash. And I thought about it. I really thought about it. But I was also like, it's just boiled stuff in soup I can do that myself but I haven't and I that is one of the things that I really miss about um pre-pandemic stuff is having the the like ability to go to a hot pot place and just sit there and like chill out and eat hot pot is is such a social way to eat and I definitely miss that (laughs) yeah but it is, like you said, it is something that's a little harder to do in during pandemic. But it is something I wouldn't mind doing when things are safe again. Um, I'm not going into the city anytime soon. I barely leave the house now. So it'll probably be... It probably won't be until way well after summer, if that, when I'm actually getting on a BART train to go into San Francisco. So, yeah. Yeah. It's rough. We all have to adjust once, you know, things get become safe. <laughs> Give your address and I'll send it to you. I I can't have you having my address, Sorio. You might send me a couple of things. <laughs> couple of things. I know that you'll send all these things out of love, but I just got to be careful. I can't let you know my address yet. I got Hello. you. I'll text you, Sorio. Anyway. Um. (laughs) (laughs) all right so um yeah i think we're gonna go ahead and call it i'm gonna grab some food cheryl you gonna make anything to eat tonight or you just gonna call it and go to bed um i have like half a sandwich i'll probably eat that since it's not too late okay cool cool 
Well, um, yeah, that's it for us. Thank you guys so much for hanging out and chilling with us. We'll be back next Monday, same time, 7.30, to talk about one of Cheryl's favorite movies, movie franchises, Lord of the Rings, and one of her most hated movies, The Hobbit. They literally calls it who the fuck cares in our schedule. So <laughs> I mean, I didn't you don't want to miss it, that. So yeah. come through, hang out with us, and let us know if uh, the new time is working for you guys. If uh, you guys like the later time or if you prefer us to be earlier, where I think before we were at 6.30, so all we did, we pushed this back. No, we were at 6 before. At, so yeah, we, we um, changed it from 6 to 7.30. Yeah. So, like, yeah, let us know if um, this is... Uh, this new time work for you guys or if you like the old time better but either way um, appreciate you and uh, thank you see you guys next week and Cheryl when you're ready take us to the lobby love you love you love you